Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. I am so freaking excited right now because I got a good friend of mine on here. Y'all may have remember her from Bad Girls Club. Welcome to Candyland, bitch. That's <laughs> I got Candy on here. What's up, Candy? Hi guys. How are you? I'm like so excited. I'm so good. I'm really over this quarantine, but it's okay. It's going. Life's going. Yes, and just so y'all know, stay out my inbox. We are social distancing. She's all the way in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> so she's nowhere near me. <laughs> she down there with exactly. that good old she down there with that good old weather. So y'all, this is this is gonna be a really interesting episode. For those we're gonna talk about a few things, but for those of you who don't know, normally when I have guests on, we have an outline, we talk in and we prepare for the show. This helper wanted to come on and she said, Look, I don't wanna know what we're talking about. Don't show me your questions. No, I wanna She don't wanna know. I said, Oh, really? I so I got no, really no. creative. I, oh my god! I, yeah, I I just wanted to be surprised because oh, I was like, you know what? It'll be way more fun. Yes. So, <laughs> so I have no clue what that to be asked or nothing. <laughs> so I I I we're gonna do a little quick little game I set aside for you, and so uh, this is like a little quick little fast round game that I got for Candy. So I'm just gonna ask you. Um, it's basically choose. Um, I'm just gonna ask you like some questions, and you're just gonna give me a little your quick answers, and I mean quick. First thing to come to your mind, okay? Okay. You ready? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a little speed round, so we finna do this real quick. Oh my god! Okay, okay, okay. Soda or pop? Pop. Long hair or short hair? Short. Okay. T- favorite color to wear: black or white? Black, period. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween or Christmas? Ha, Halloween. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Nikki or Cardi? Uh, Cardi. Ugh. Okay. Pizza or tacos? I know. Pizza, hands down. I can eat it every day of my life. And last one, pussy or dick? Oh, we have to be hey, 2020. Come on, she said, I don't have to choose. It's 2020. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yes, no choice. I want it all. I want it all. No, literally, like, okay, and we're gonna have some people in here that's like. Oh my god, that's greedy. Okay, whatever. Call it what you want. <laughs> right. Look, greedy, whatever. We want it all in twenty twenty. Okay. Right. So that was good. That was that was quick. That was cool. That was cute. <laughs> that was a little just to break the ice. Break the ice. So for those right. of- you got real you got real quick at the end. Yes, I did. <laughs> so <laughs> So, for those of you who don't really know Candy, I want Candy to, you know, give a little nice little introduction. So, Candy, who were you before Bad Girls Club? Oh, my God. Who was Candace before TV? I actually, okay, so, first of all, that the season that I was on, that, 
Dagger Club. It was called Social Social Disruption. So they pretty much gathered like most girls that were like popping at that moment um, during like for the audition. So they like even at the auditions they would ask us like, "So what's your Instagram? How many followers do you have?" So at the time, I think I had about thirty thousand to like sixty thousand, maybe thirty to sixty thousand. I can't remember. Um, I had those many followers. So that was such a big deal. Like, this was in, well, we, we did it in 2016. So that was a lot of followers at that time. Um, and so at first, I was literally just posting, like, my love life or, like, I would be posting um, clothes. I, I would do, like, outfits of the day posts. And so that's really where I gained my following from, honestly, just outfits of the day. Wow. So literally yeah so like I was very consistent like I was posting every day I used to um, live in this apartment in Chicago and it was like this bomb ass garage so I would go stand in front of the garage and take those like I would take consistent photos every single day even if I wasn't going anywhere I would go make sure I had a date with that garage to take pictures so that's really where the following came from and so after that, I just maybe like I just I don't even know what made me even want to do the show. That, but that was my next question. Did. Like, what made you want to audition for Bad Girls Club? I was funny. Sick thing is the day before I went to the audition. First of all, I had a cousin that she lived in Aurora, so she called me to ask me if she could stay at my place while she went to the audition. Okay. So I didn't even know about the audition. Like, I literally had no clue. I didn't see any ads for it or anything. I was just, my cousin called me, and I was like, yeah, you can stay at my house. Like, I don't mind. And so that's what happened. So she, so she, so when she got there, she was like, you should just come, you know, you might as well come audition too. So I was just doing it for shits and giggles. I promise you. Like, I did not go in it thinking nothing, like, thinking I was like that bitch. I literally just went for shits and giggles, and we were like, she asked me to go, so I was like, hell, fucking, I'll go. So I went, and it was, you know, the way that the audition process was, honestly, it would be like 25 to like 30 girls at a table or something like that. And they would just ask us, like, you know, one by one, how many followers do you have, you know? What makes you a bad girl? And I think I remember, like, my response was really authentic. And it was just like, you know, to me, a bad girl is different things. To me, a bad girl doesn't have to be the girl that's the loudest or the girl that punches the hardest. It has nothing to do with that. It's more about just standing your ground and not taking shit from anybody, but also understanding, like, don't try to be something that's not. And that's, and that's what I told them. So from that point, like, I was, you know, my cousin, she actually didn't even, like, get to, like, the second round, which was so weird. And, I, you, of course, as her cousin, you're like, fuck, like, she's the one that put me on the, the audition. So I started, but she was rooting for me still, too. So it was no shade or anything. You know how some girls could be, like, really weird. Right. So she wasn't even like that. After that, I think they, they wanted me to come back again, like, two days later for another um, on-screen interview. They wanted me to come back. They wanted. They called me again, flew me to L.A. for another interview, which was crazy because, like, 
one thing about bad girls club guys like they literally test your mental like they we have to see like psychiatrists like it's not a joke like before they actually pick you and everything like they are going to like you know ask you like okay have you ever stabbed someone you know they want to really get into depth they want to know exactly who you are right and they were like they gave us like maybe like a 500 questionnaire in la it was just the crazy when i say it was people think that you just wake up and you go on to no 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 they they're going to get down like to the nitty-gritty they want to know exactly where your mental state stands so what what I rem- I will never forget the day that I actually knew like it months went by though let me tell you they after the um, LA interview or before the LA interview I can't remember the 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 order but they wanted to know no after I left LA they told me I had about forty eight hours to pretty much get all of my friends and family together so that they can, so that we can do like an online vlog. So pretty much they just wanted me to do like a day, a day vlog about my life. Literally. Like they just wanted me to like, show my family, show my friends. So I was just like, it was like how vlogging is really popular now. That's all I did. Like we just had to like, they'll choose you to do the vlog. So I took, so I took me and my friends. It was like a random Tuesday. This is the funniest thing. It was a random Tuesday. We went, some random empty club like we all got dressed up like it was just so fake because I don't even like clubs to be honest <laughs> so <laughs> so I went got my makeup done we went to a club and that's what we did it was a random ass Tuesday so it was just like who's even in the club but it was really fun <laughs> and like I let the you know the promoters and stuff at the time know like I'm filming for this show like I'm really trying to get on it so you know everybody just looked hype as fuck but I can honestly say that was the fakest part of my video because I don't even go to the club. Like, that's just <laughs> not my thing. So, and it wasn't, it's really not my thing now, but it wasn't my thing then. So, it was really, really interesting. Once they finally called, um, I, I was, one day I was just driving somewhere on the expressway. I don't know if I was coming from my job. I, I think I had a job at the time or something. And I was coming from work and I got a call. And it was from, it said Los Angeles. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> who talked? Like, I just knew. Like, when I say I knew that it was them, I felt it in my heart. Not even to mention, guys, this is so funny because I haven't talked about this in so long. So this is refreshing. But either way, I, um, I went to Miami a month before I got the call. And I'm really just random as fuck. So I was walking down South Beach and this lady, she was a um, a psychic and she pulled me over and she was like, can I just read your, you know, and I was just being spontaneous. So I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. And she lives, I promise you guys, I didn't even say anything about the show or audition. She said, whatever you just auditioned for, you're going to get it. Damn. I swear to y'all. Like, she literally and she stopped me in the middle of South Beach. I was sitting at the table eating by myself. I had just went just for like a little day trip. And she was like, you're going to get this. Whatever you just auditioned for, whatever you're practicing for, you, you're going to get it. I swear to God, y'all, they called me at least two to three weeks later. Wow. So I was riding in the car and I pulled up and said, yes. I was like, what? 
like, wait a minute, what? And I think that was probably my second time going to like a media, a psychic medium or something. But I didn't even go to her. She stopped me. So I was, um, I pulled over in the car and she just told me, like, you, I mean, I, I pulled over in the car. The lady called me and she goes, hello, man. She's the Candace. And I'm like, yes, this is me. And she's like, hi, Candace. This is so-and-so. I can't remember her name. But she goes, hi, Candace. This is so-and-so from Oxygen's Bad Girls Club. How are you? My fucking heart <laughs> dropped. Like, I was like, I, and I would never forget, I was in rush hour traffic. If you if you live in Chicago, you know that traffic is crazy at 5 o'clock. Yes. I was in traffic. I literally almost crashed in front of the lady that was in front of the lady, whoever was in front of me. I almost like hit them from the back because I was so shocked when the lady started talking. So at that point, I was just like, yeah, this is me. And I'm trying to play it cool. I'm like, yeah, this is me. She's like, I just wanted you to know that that girl club is choosing you out of millions of I was like, what? I could not believe. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So I'm thinking, like, what if this is somebody playing a joke on me? You know, every like most people knew I was auditioning. After that, they said they would call me back when it would be when it was going to be time for filming. But pretty much at that time, they just told us, you know, start preparing like you'll be there for about a, from a two to three months range you know it's no start it's no really um in time it just depends on you know if we have all of our fitness footage i went i rushed home to call everybody i called my mom i thought everybody and so that's how it got in and i was just like oh shit wow Let the game begin yeah. and that and the last post that i made before i actually had to like put my phone away i was it said let the games begin <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it was crazy. yeah wow that yeah. was a dope ass story so so, so for clarification <laughs> because i watched the season before i even met you and so i was i was already a fan of bad girls club um mm. but you were not one of the original house members so no. did they nope. tell you that in advance or did you think that you were going to be one of the original house members? You know what's funny? I never thought. And it's funny that you ask me that. I never even thought that. I, I don't think I, I do remember like there being replacements, et cetera. But honestly, I didn't give a damn. Like I was like, because see, this is the thing, granted. I was on season 16. Those producers know what to do, when to do it. And I always tell people, that just kind of reminded me of a crazy, beautiful, pretty jail. That's what I call it. And so I say that because they already know, it's like a setup. Like they already know who to put where. It's almost like a puzzle. Like they sat back, we went through, you know, um, fucking psychic you know a psychiatrist there they know who fits with who who doesn't who's gonna who's gonna pop off who's not who's intimidated who's gonna be scared they know that so literally i when they called they didn't tell me like i don't think they told me on the first call but when they called me the second time they were like so you're gonna be you're gonna be coming on as a replacement and if any, like, it was pretty much like if anybody of the first um, group of girls gets sent home, we'll be calling you. But they don't 
tell you the order. Mm. They don't tell you, it like, oh, so you're going to be coming on if the second girl gets put off. So you, you pretty, your life is pretty much on standby. Right. That's exactly what happened. So I was working at the time. I was working at some call center or something. And they, I remember when I had to do my um, home video, they would, the job that I had at the time, they wouldn't allow me to film in the job. So they were like, no, you can't film in the job. That's not okay. I was like, okay, cool. So I just ended up telling them that I had a job. But they literally don't tell you when you're coming. So I ended up quitting the job because I was like, if they call me, like, I'm gone. Like, you know, and I was, I would never forget I was on, like, my last leg with the job anyway because I would always be late or something like that. So I was like, Forget it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just quit anyway because they're going to fire me soon. So regardless <laughs> if I get back on something or not. So I was always just the type like, forget, fuck that job. Right. Literally. That was always my thought process and it kind of still is. But I was always just like, forget that job, whatever. But so, so basically, that's what so basically, you knew you were going to be on the show. You just didn't know when. So you couldn't do anything. Oh, absolutely. You, you couldn't say, let me go take a little vacation. You couldn't take oh, no. other opportunities. They, you know you couldn't funny? do nothing. No. No. They had already told us. Because mind you, before we get on the show, we already did the paperwork. Right. So just in case you're chosen, you already signed your life away. And so when they call you, you just have to be ready, like literally, like you had to be ready. What the, the second time that they called me, they called me two days later and told me I had it. I had 24 hours, 24 to pack for two months. Why the hell? <laughs> I couldn't, but you know, I figured it out. I found a way. Yes, I ma'am. Was, when I say I... I I, oh, baby, I went, I shot over to Hat Park. I went to Akira. I racked up one of my, my best friends. She literally had, like, bought me, like, $400 worth of clothes because I didn't even have that much money for, like, honestly. I wasn't, I had just started the job. So I wasn't even really, like, I wasn't planning for this. Like, this is something that you would think that you need to plan ahead. You have no time. It's either you're going to take it or you're not. Oh. Baby, when I say I fucking ran to that airport, <laughs> they had everything already booked. Everything was booked. Everything was ready. Uh, they didn't tell me what I was doing. Nothing. I showed up to the airport. And I went and got my makeup done before because they did what they did tell me was that I was going to be. <laughs> what they did tell me is that I was going to be filming the moment I landed. Oh. So, you know, I had to be ca- camera ready. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't play myself like that. So I, I, I didn't give a damn if, if I was going to arrive in LA at midnight, that makeup was going to be done and ready. Right. And at the time, guess what? I did. I still don't, but guess what? I didn't even know how to do my own makeup. So I went and bought all of this unnecessary makeup <laughs> just so that I, I was just buying shit that I knew that I couldn't even use, but I was going to learn when I got there. Pretty much. And that's what I did. That's what I did. I learned when I got there. Wait, so the first time we saw you on camera when you went to them damn woods, you did your own makeup? No, I got, that was the day I'm telling you. I went and got my makeup done that morning. Oh, okay. Before my flight, 
I went. I, I went downtown. I was. Oh, I went to okay. Troy. I went. Yes. I went downtown. Got my makeup done, and my flight was maybe three hours later. So you had you know, to make up on that whole damn day. <laughs> I had makeup on for that three-hour flight. I landed, went to a hotel. They put me in a hotel to change my clothes. I didn't even know I was going camping. That's what I'm saying. I had no clue. Okay. They told me when I got there. They said, um, what do you have that's really chill, blah, blah, blah. They they made me, like, take out the clothes that I brought. Mind you, this is too much work to clothes, you They made me take out the clothes out of my suitcase. They said, okay, put those jeans on. I was like, well, I can just throw this on. I put, I put on some ripped jeans and a crop top. And they told me, um, we're going to be going camping today. I was like, we are? Mind you, I got a good ass. My lashes is popping. I'm just, I'm ready. So I'm like, oh, my God. We're going, I'm going to meet these girls in the middle of the woods. Are you kidding? And that's when it went. Oh, my goodness. I was so surprised. And I, I, they gave me some snacks because the girls hadn't even eaten yet. So they were all out there like some fucking hungry ass bears. They were pissed. <laughs> they didn't. And I guess before I got there, that's when they told them that they would be spending a night. Oh. So I walked in in a crazy fucking madhouse. They were pissed. They were like, you know, all I remember is walking up and seeing a whole lot of angry like upset ass bitches they was not like they were pissed and so i walked up with the snack and they didn't even have any snacks i brought the snack so they were like i walked up and i was like hey guys i heard we're going camping and they were like oh who the fuck is this right and that's when it all started Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I got a couple of questions for you. So I watched the season. Um, for those of you who don't know or who were who did watch Baggers Club season sixteen and that was the no, that wasn't the last season they did. That was the last good season, I'll no. say that. Um Yeah. That was the last good one. So a couple of questions about, you know, being in the house and things like that. What was the best part about being in that house? Um, honestly, I think the experience overall Mm -hmm. was a great experience. I don't regret the experience, but I do regret some behaviors that happened during the experience. Um, as far as like me personally, the house was the best part. I beautiful home. Like, even though by the time I got, well, even though I went, cause I, I came like two weeks into filming so it wasn't that long like it wasn't like i was waiting two months but like um because you replaced um who did you replace i forgot uh i i replaced uh persuasion yes 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 yes. okay 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 yeah because she got into a really bad fight yes she did um (laughs) yeah so that's who i replaced and so to me the thing was, it went so fast. Like, I'm telling you, they had just fucking called me, told me I got the job. Then after that, it was like, we, we want, you need to be here. Like, she already, the flight is booked, paid for, your itinerary is on the way. That's how it was. Just really fast. So by the time so, you got there, the house was still in pretty good condition. Yeah, it was in pretty good condition still. It okay. was. 
it wasn't like anything like like any weird thing. Like it was it was it was a pretty pretty good condition. It was gorgeous. Oh my god, I I, I would never forget that house. Like it was beautiful, gorgeous, like gorgeous colors, bright colors. Everything just felt alive until it did it. <laughs> now did you now did you because it kind of feels like the show kind of felt like big like the the, the the on that other show big brother like there were cameras every motherfucking mm. where even if it wasn't a physical oh, person please. holding the cam- camera it was a camera some damn oh. where did that irritate you let me tell y'all something funniest thing ever i would never forget the only time that the cameras were not on us was when we were in the shower, like physically in the shower, not outside the shower, not brushing your teeth. I'm talking about when your naked body is in the shower. That's the only time that they're not filming. So they're filming you when you sleep. They're filming, like they, they're not missing nothing. They, we have to get mic'd up and unmiked every day. So we don't have microphones on while we're asleep. Before we go to bed, before you go to bed, you take your microphone downstairs, let it charge, and you go. But the thing is, you're not supposed to talk. So from the moment you remove your microphone, like if you take a shower and you remove the microphone, you don't supposed to be talking. Like you just don't supposed to talk. That drove me fucking insane. How am I not going to talk? So they don't How want you to talk because talk? they want to be able to catch everything that you say. It want you know when you take the yes. That's, oh yeah absolutely they if you talk you are fucking judged they <gasps> do not want your voice speaking so it was funny and we'll get in trouble for that too like it was sometimes when like they would be like you, you can't talk like you're li-, because they don't want to miss it right if anything can go down they don't want to miss nothing that you have to say so sometimes too and another thing, like with the camera guys, we weren't allowed to speak to them. They were like brick walls. Like they didn't even smirk at us. Like they don't, they're, they're literally, they have one job and one job only. And that is to film every moment. They don't talk to us. They're not, you can't talk to them. If you say something to them, they're going to look at you as if you're not there. Literally. Like they look at you as if you're not there. Now, we had some that were kind of cool and like a smirking laugh, but they're not talking to us. So, it's just like literally us in cameras that are just there. Like, you don't, you're not, you're not going to run into, even if you bump the damn camera, it's going to be like you bumped the wall. Like, it's just no talking, no, no, they're not going to say, excuse me, it's nothing. So, a lot of times when we were out the shower and we didn't have a microphone on, what they would do is, you know, like the microphone that, that, that they have in the air and it just sits over you. That was a microphone too. So they're going to get it one way or another. But you have to, you cannot even be like out the shower five fucking minutes before you're mic'd up. Here. Damn. Oh yeah, they don't play. They didn't play. Okay. They were going to get their, they were going to get their Okay, so my next question um so you've already answered my other question my other question was what didn't you like and clearly like the fact that you couldn't say a goddamn word without the microphone had to be fucking annoying so it's like when you first wake oh, up out the bed you have to go get mic before you can do anything before you can brush your teeth you need to be mic that was mandatory 
that was mandatory. Before you go get a sip of orange juice, before you do anything, you better have that fucking microphone on. Or you can be fined. Anything. Oh, baby, I can't. The fines. I, 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 I punched the TV. I had to pay $500. Like, they didn't fucking play with us. Like, we were literally in beautiful jail. That's exactly what I mean when I say that. It was no negotiating. You punch their shit, you're going to pay for it out of your stipend, period. Okay, and that was my other question, because a lot of people don't know how these reality TV shows work as far as, you know, money. Like, I remember, Mm -hmm. I don't, it wasn't your season, but it was some season where they were at a drive-thru and somebody swiped somebody else's card for the whole meal, and and it was something, like, she got really mad about them swiping her, her card to pay for everybody's meal in that car. And I was like, okay, so... While you're there buying stuff, or you know how sometimes y'all go out and y'all film at a restaurant or y'all always at the club and y'all in VIP and all that stuff. Is that y'all spending your own money? Okay, so we every week we got, I think it was like every Friday. Every Friday we got like a little pension. So it was probably like $700 every Friday. Um, Depending on what you fucked up. A piece, yeah. Each person. But it was in cash. So it wasn't on a card. Um... And depending on if, like, say, for instance, like, the, like you can bring you, like, you could have brought your own money. Like, I have my own money, like, on my card, but you still get that weekly allowance. It's okay. like a little allowance. Okay. Um, but the trick was, it's, like, when you watch the show, it looks like we're out at clubs all the time, but that wasn't the case. Because we're not allowed to go to clubs unless we have a section. It was only, like, I think it was only, like, one night that, like, one night per week. That was cop. Other than that, if we wanted to go out, we had to pay for that shit. Absolutely. We had to pay for our own groceries. Absolutely. You have to pay for your own shit. Absolutely. It was like that money was for you to spend, not for you to like. I mean, you could have saved it. Like you could save your money. But other than that, like, no, like you had to like keep the money and do what you had to do. Like, okay. See, I I didn't know. No trips to Target. No, no, no. No trips to Target. And at the time, like, if you watch the season, everybody knows I had a haircut. I couldn't get a haircut unless the barber, unless the barbershop allowed um, the cameras to come. It was weeks when I couldn't get a haircut because if we couldn't go anywhere, that the cameras could not go. It was just non-negotiable. So if the barbershop said, I'm sorry, you know, we're not, we can't have those cameras in there today, I couldn't go get a haircut. Wow. Period. All the other girls were able to, like, you know, put their hair in a ponytail, whatever the case may be, put a weave on. Not me. I couldn't do shit. But, no. breast. that's right. all I could do. <laughs> it was nothing for me. Because <laughs> you had a good old little could, Chicago fade. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do nothing. I was so pressed. Oh, my goodness. I was, I was just so pressed. But, uh, but then, you know, it was times when the barbershop would allow the, you know, the, um, us to film. So we did film in the barbershop, like, before, so. Cool. Okay, so you mentioned earlier that you did have, there are a few things that you would, you, that you regret, that you kind of take back mm-hmm. a little bit. Let's just talk about mm-hmm. that for a little second, because I'm pretty sure Ooh! I'm... I'm I'm pretty sure oh, I know what really? one of them is, but I'm trying to, I'm, I'm curious yeah. on, you said what? No, yeah, I'm, I'm listening. I say yeah, like yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know what one of them is, but what what is it that you really regret? 
Um, honestly, I regret a list of things. Okay, so for one, like I regret the whole situation with like me and Salon. Like it was just you and who? So many things. Me and Salon. Ah, oh, Bernisha. Bernisha, yeah. Um. I regret a lot of things about that because a lot of that shit was edited as fuck. I, like, uh, let's be real. I was gonna ask a you lot that. Of, <laughs> oh yeah. Because oh, they, they yeah. made you, they made oh, they yeah. they made you seem like a real crazy jealous person. Psychomaniac. Yeah, oh yeah. But a lot of times too, because like I'm not a drinker, so I actually like. I don't know. Like, I, it was one of those situations where I'm going to tell you guys what was real and what wasn't because I never really expressed myself about it. Well, let me real quick, real quick before you get into that, let me just give some of the mm -hmm. listeners a little backstory from my perspective as a viewer. And then, okay, go ahead. You can, you know, fix it. And, and give me the, what really right, happened. Okay. So from a, so, Bernisha was another housemate. She was there prior to Candace's entrance, and she came in, and they made it really seem like like Candy was like really into her, you know. And um, can, you know, Candy likes men and women, and so that's when we found out that you know. Well, at the time, I was only dating girls. At, at the, the time, time, yes, yes, that's true. That is yeah. true. You were only dating yeah. girls. And you, you, like you were up front. You were full lesbian. You were up front yeah. about it. You said that was the first thing. That was the first thing you said when you, you when you first came on the scene. They knew that. Got there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know they made it. You know you and um uh, Renisha was you know like always like they they the, how they showed it was that you guys were like very touchy feely. You know you know like the cute little flirt yeah. thing. You know just touchy touchy feely. Yeah. And then one day, one night. Um, and I'm just going by how they showed it. They no, they, go ahead. Let's they, talk they, about they it. They will. They went on, and you know, um, Candy got up um in Bernice's bed, and <laughs> she went to town on her, Ooh. and <laughs> she went to town on her baby, and um. <laughs> Renisha was just and she was into it. She was feeling it. She was really feeling it. And I think they I personally think they probably left out some of her audio because she was just she was telling yeah, she she loved everything that you did, child. And the way they showed it was that after that moment, you became this jealous girlfriend and she couldn't talk to, she couldn't do anything with this nobody else but that you. That wasn't a girlfriend. This jealous right. girlfriend that wasn't yeah. a girlfriend. So basically yeah, uh, that which is even worse than a jealous girlfriend. So okay, you was at a club. Somebody else gave her a rose, and you told a rose up in her yeah. face, like you ain't getting shit from nobody else. And it just went downhill yeah. from there with y'all relationship. Like y'all ended up fighting. Yeah, you know you call you know you called her daughter her daughter a monkey. It it it, oh, it, <laughs> it went downhill from there, oh. and Bernisha ended up going home because she didn't want to. You know, she didn't. She couldn't stay in the house with you no more after that situation. You know, y'all made up at the reunion, yada yada. So that's just a little k- quick recap for them. How did it really happen? Yeah. So, um, 
a lot of things were okay. So, but like, okay, so when, when first of all, they didn't show everything. You know what? I, I, I think that me and Bernice started like flirting the day that we went on the yacht. That's when it all started. Like, that's when it really all started. When I like after the day that our best friends left, that was when it kind of just happened. I don't know what happened. We just was just doing girls' shit, you know, just oh, uh, you know, whatever. So, you know, once that started, you know, everybody started catching on. Like, I, I think I remember Stephanie and Z, like, keep just keeping little shit. Like, they would just keep little shit. And so, if you go back to a clip, um, Bernisa was, or was I on the phone? No, I think I was on the phone or something. I had just hung up. And then I had to release Bernisa to come here and sit on my lap. And she came. So, it wasn't like I was, like, forcing anything like we genuinely was just on some flirty shit like whatever like right. you know because we didn't start having the i'm not gay conversations until after the sex gotcha. that's what that that was after so it wasn't like before and then i forced myself in, on her it wasn't like that it was literally like two girls and granny she, she's not gay but it was just like you know i i didn't i didn't care if she was gay I didn't give a fuck. It wasn't, it wasn't about her being gay. It was never about her being gay. It was just it. Like, we're having fun. We're in a house full of fucking vagina. So fuck it. Like, whatever. Right. And that's what it, that's literally, it was, it, I swear it was innocent. It, it had nothing to do with me trying to make her gay. It had nothing to do with me trying to force her to be gay. It had nothing to do with that. And that what, and that's what really drained me as well. Yeah. People would say, you're big as fuck. You're forcing her over you. First of all, let's be honest too. The cla- the cameras added ten pounds at least on each and every person there. I was not as big as I looked on that show. I was not. I wasn't as thick. I wasn't thick. I was. I've never been like a a bigger girl. So I was at least like one hundred and thirty pounds. That's it. And um, Bernice was just short. You know, short and petite. So it it was literally like I don't know. Like we probably may have been the same weight if I was short. Like, we weren't really, like, that much different. And right. I was just a little, I was 5'5", five five and she was, like, 4'11". So it was, you know, it just looked big. The moment that we, that I was chasing her around the house and I was like, I was like testing her. Right. So when I was like testing her, it was just like, she's going hard to get. So I know what I'm about to do. So that's what I was doing. I was just literally like chasing a cute girl around the house. You know, she's petite and small as fuck. So it was just fun. Like it was pointless fun. It was just like two little, two little kids that are like, pointless flirting and just being cute. That's what it was. So I was chasing her around. That's the same day that we ended up like sleeping together. That was literally the oh, same wow. day. Oh, wow. Okay. Because that definitely was not the same episode. At all. But that was the same day. That day is the day that I climbed in bed with her 
and 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 that was what happened. That was all the same day. Then the club situation was the following Friday. See, for you guys, it looks like it's in a a week or a month. No, that was literally twenty four hours later. The night that we went to the club, I don't know why, but I drunk. I was drinking like I was mixing like Hennessy and champagne. I mean Hennessy and champagne. And me, Who like, does that? I'm not a drinker. <laughs> I don't know. I was just a, somebody who's not a life. drinker. I don't know what the hell I was doing. So I'm just thinking in my head, you know, it's just like whatever. So we all know, like, let's be honest, lesbians are very fucking crazy. Yes, at all aggressive like, as you fuck. Can be good, you can be aggressive, possessive, all in the same hour. <laughs> so I'm not the not to mention, I done mixed all this liquor together. Oh, God, this is just a fool. So, we were at the club or something, and we were at a lesbian club. Like, we were at a lesbian club. They didn't express it, y'all. Like, this no, is some didn't. shit that y'all didn't know. We were at a lesbian club. The club is a really popular lesbian club called... Um, Something, I think it was something Friday, Fantasy Fridays. It was called it's Fantasy Fridays, which is a club that I usually go to anyway when I'm in LA and I want to go to see around my, you know, the lesbians. Fantasy Fridays, if you know what Fantasy Fridays is, that is all girls. We were not in a club where it was just, you know, men and all of this shit, whatever. So where the jealousy sparked from for me, for one, I was drunk as fuck, for two, I was, before we got to the club, we were all, like, having a conversation, me, her, and Sabrina. We were all having, like, a conversation about her, you know, not really wanting to open up to me and how I, and she would, like, she would say, like, you have a girlfriend. Like, she knew because she'd seen me talking on FaceTime with my girlfriend all the time. So that was, like, a fucked up situation for me because I had no business even flirting with another woman while I was with that girl that I was with. Because it did, I did like um, Bernicia, but I was just like on some hosted. Like it was just being, I was just being like whatever. And so at the time, she knew that. So she was like, you have a girlfriend. Like she would literally say like, you have a girlfriend. Like what the hell? Like blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, damn. Like, you know, I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too. And it just backfired. And so... We were at the club, and I saw, like, somebody, like, give her a rose. So, the drunk mind is like, this bitch has me fucked up. Like, <laughs> dead ass. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm just thinking on, like, off of emotion. Also, right. I'm thinking back to the car conversation when you just said you wasn't fucking gay. So why are you accepting roses from another lesbian? That's what I was like. That's where it came from. Right. I just felt like, what the fuck? You know, like, why are you accepting roses from another lesbian when you just fucking said that you wasn't gay? So that's where it came from. It had nothing to do with me thinking that she, that I wanted to marry her, be with her, whatever the case may be. It wasn't like that. It was just, I felt like it was like a slap in the face on top of the liquor. Mm. It was just like, you have me fucked up. That was the first misconception. The second misconception was, I really did like to love, like we, we literally 
when we started like bonding, it was authentic as fuck. Like I, I sang. He was a rapper. He was even helping me write. They never showed none of that shit. Like he would try to teach me how to write. All of that. Like we had a, like a real dope ass like cool chill vibe. Period. Like if we never would have gotten a fight, I I know that we would have been like we would have stayed in touch. We would have talked. We would have been cool after after that. But because everything went left, it kind of just got crazy. So okay. it was all in like a four-day stand. But yeah, they drugged that relationship out. But I promise you, it was not as deep as they portrayed it to be. And even Bernisha knew that it wasn't as deep as they portrayed it to be. Because before we even, like, after we left the house and sit and got on Twitter, we talked about, like, it wasn't that deep. Like, it was, they just portrayed it to be like that, which right. was cool because they got the ratings. Let's be clear. The shit was trending. So, I mean, they did what they needed to do for that they show. And, okay. you know, the part where, you know, the, the kids and how, that was totally disgusting. I can't even watch that episode because I cringe. Like, I'm like, why the fuck would you say that? But again, you know, when you're in a fight, all bets are off. Yeah. And that's what happened. I was looking at, I wasn't even looking at her as like somebody that I just cared about a week ago. I was just like, shit, whatever, all bets are off. You're trying to make it seem like I'm, you know, doing this and doing that. But I, I just felt attacked, so I attacked. But later it hurted me, honestly, because it may have hurt her in the moment, but to see me act like that, I was very, I was disgusted with myself for a very long time. And I beat myself up a lot about that moment because that moment, like, it was, it was, it was just something to say in the moment. But BGC fans are really young. BGC fans can be very rude and the shit backfired. People was, you know, saying that shit, tweeting me that shit writing that shit under my post, that shit was disgusting. That was one of the most regretful things that I did. I didn't I don't regret having fun with her and like us making out and I I, I was it was what it was. It was a moment. It happens. We're girls. That's what girls do. We just have fun. But that moment I wish that never happened because that was I was I'm disgusted at that. Like I barely ever look at that part because it wasn't possible. It was. It was. It was. It was emotions flowing. She was mad. I was mad. The night before, I had broke the fucking TV screen, um, because I was upset. I punched it. Like I was disgusted with myself because, for one, I'm not a drinker, and so you know, when you're in bad girl club, the, the you we're getting unlimited liquor. That's one thing that they were willing to pay for. They paid for the liquor. Oh, baby, they were going to get their shot. Like, they were going to get their shot. And they know that girl, you know, if you're, a, they didn't know I wasn't a drinker. I was a wine drinker. But I was mixing wine and Hennessy and doing the most. And so it was a lot. Like, Steph, every week Stephanie had a shot of clock. I was never the one taking shots. I never participated in shot of clock. I never did. I, I was just like, oh, I'm going to just drink my wine. But that night, I was feeling myself, and that shit was, it's an ugly look. I don't like it. Let me ask you a quick question. I wasn't drunk. I'm sorry, I was going to say, like, 
because um, this is another part of like owning up to what you did. Okay. When I like said that about her daughters, I wasn't drunk. I was sober as fuck. I, it was just we were still mad at each other. We had just gotten a physical fight. So that's what happened. But I wasn't drunk. We weren't drunk. Okay. Okay. And I'm glad I'm glad you own that. And you you know, you even owned it at the reunion when you apologized to her and everything. So y'all, this isn't her first yeah. time saying it. She owned it the moment, you know, when when it, um when she had the chance to face to face with the girl. Um Yeah. And so, quick question, because uh, I got uh, I got uh, some most of, but I just have a quick question. Did you were you did you find anyone else in the house attractive? Did I find anyone in the house? Did you find anyone else in the house attractive? Oh, I thought all the girls were pretty. Um, me and Z, like <laughs> Z, was literally my favorite human being when oh. I first got there. Okay, so when I oh, I love Z. When I walked up. And saw her. First of all, me and Z had so much in common. A lot of us were cancer. So a lot of our birthdays was in June and July. So we clicked so well. The moment I walked up to Z and met her, because that was her and Stephanie were the first two people that I that, that welcomed me when I walked up on the scene um, for the camping. So when I walked up to them, like, they were so fucking sweet to me. Z had all of these amazing fucking tattoos. Z knew how to build a tent. And Z, like, me, her, and Stephanie were like, because uh, we actually spent the night out there, guys. Like, we were, like, we actually spent the night. Mm-hmm. So they were, like, my little sweet mates, you know. So I met them. They opened me up, open arms. And we were up all night and trying to sleep. It was fucking freezing. But they, we literally, like, connected so well so all of the girls were gorgeous as fuck like everybody even winter was pretty it yeah. wasn't really like anybody that was like ill you know like this shit is ugly like everybody was beautiful everybody had their own style everybody was just you know different in their own way some right. personalities were sweeter than others of course but other than that everybody was physically beautiful everybody was physically gorgeous Okay, so yeah. now that, you know, Bad Girls Club was over, you know, and all that stuff, and, you know, like you said, your Twitter, I mean, your Instagram followers beforehand were, like, you said, like, 30,000 30, or something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, it aired, and it's like, now, what the mm. fuck has happened? Like, you uh, know. It, it, when it aired. I, oh I, I personally feel like, you know, out of everyone on that season, you know, you know, with all these reality shows, there are a few people who can do things after being on reality TV or who take moments and make them bigger, bigger things. And you were one of yeah. the people from that season that actually, you know, got, you know, some type of fame from it and or not, you know, not not, not just yeah. fame, but, you know, you were one of the most memorable people from your um, season and yeah that went somewhere and so what like how 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 has that you know changed and opened up different doors for you Um, in good and bad ways i can honestly say after after bad girls club um maybe like a couple of months after it aired because i didn't really start making like hella money until after it aired because that's when we started all getting the bookings and 
Well, not after, no. It was like trying to do it. So I started getting all of these bookings, and it was like $2,000 a fucking visit. So when we, um, you know, after the show, like, well, like during the show, like still being on, et cetera, like before, even before like the reunion and everything, as it was airing, people were reaching out back to back constantly. Can, can we book you for this? Can we, can you come here? Like I was booked for so many lesbian parties. I had never been to so many lesbian parties in my life. <laughs> I booked for so many lesbian events. It was, it was really good money, really good timing. I didn't do, I didn't have to do anything but show up. Like makeup, hair, everything was, you know, already taken care of. I didn't have to do much. So once I like, you know, started Seeing how fast the money was coming, I was like, I'm never going back to that work. I don't give a damn. I'm never going back to work. And so, um, slowly after, I started getting so depressed. I, I, Bad Girls Club was a gift and a curse. And I'm going to explain why. After that show aired, and after all the stuff that came out, from what I said about the line, kids to, you know, fighting dream dog, you know, fighting. It was so draining. And I can honestly say, if we all can admit it, we all were drained. Everybody. I think a lot of, this was a, a lot of our first TV show. So, and it, it didn't have the nerve to be Bad Girls Club. You know, Bad Girls Club is not the best representation of who you may be. And so, people... They didn't let me live it down. They weren't letting me live it down. Some people still bring it up today. Like they didn't. They don't let you live it down. You, you know, I, I'm. I said what I said, and you know, people were like contacting me, like, my, like, like when you watch the show, you see I talk a little bit about my brother. My brother was killed in 2013. Mm-hmm. People would literally say, "I hope you die with your brother. You don't deserve to live." Like they were really getting to me, mind you. People say, you know, my family and friends, they will say, don't let it get to you. You know, you can't let that type of shit get to you. But you never know how that feels until you're the one in the situation. Right. So, check on your fucking reality TV friends. Because this shit is hard. Like, that shit was the most, one of the hardest times of my life. I was very depressed. I was very sad. I went off the scene. But then it's hard to be off the scene when you're on the scene. You get what I'm saying? It was too hard. If I would stay gone for days and not post on Instagram, people would write me like, ah, you're depressed. Oh, your followers aren't going wow. up. Oh, that's what, oh, it was so fucking crazy. Like, then, you know, people would start to compare your life to other people's lives. People would say, oh, yeah, you may have fought Dream Doll, but he's on Love and Hip Hop now. It was just like, what are y'all talking about? Right. What are y'all talking about? Because, you know, all of us had, you know, some issues. Dream Doll was getting bullied after for, you know, for the things that she did on the show. Yeah. Winter was going through hell after, too. All of us was getting hell. D was getting hell for being, for them saying that she was a follower. You know, all of us was really going through it, and we all had to, like, act like we weren't. See, I, I remember somebody messing up Dream's car. Like, it was just like, bruh, we don't have regular losses anymore. Right. So all of that went out the window. Everybody was just attacking us and just, it was the worst time. 
um, Tavy was always fucking being picked on afterwards for just allowing people to pick on her. It was just a bad time afterwards. It was like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Go up the roller coaster and you get up there really, really high. And the moment you get up to that part, you make all this money. You are, you have all this thing. Your followers are going up. You getting free shit. And then you go down. And I went down. I, 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 I did. I, I literally was at like a high. And then the roller coaster took me all the way down and took me on a, another high and another low. I was so sad. I was so sad. Mm. Um. I didn't, I wasn't able to like, like, cause honestly, me and, um, Bernice, we didn't, we didn't really make up until like at the reunion, but even after the reunion, it wasn't the same anymore. It was just like, I ruined a, you know, relationship that, a friendship that could have really been a good relationship, you know, not like a lovey relationship, but a friendship, you know, you ruined that over nothing. It was dumb. It was stupid. And. It's like, you know, some of these girls are long-term friends. And I feel like, you know, it's just, it was sad. It was sad. And I was just sad. And I was just like, never again. Never again. Like, I'm not going to say I would never do it again. But now I know that I, what not to do. Right. And how to be better. And how, and what I took from it. And what I learned from it. And I, and I, because I went into it blindsided. I didn't know shit about them that they were going to edit that shit how they edited it. But I signed my life over to them. It did not matter. Once you sign that paper, they can have you looking however the hell they want to look. And they did what they needed to do. Because that was one of the most watched seasons that they had. Yes. I believe it. I truly believe it. Um, Absolutely. Um, when, uh, okay, so we're finna, I'm going to... Um, change lanes and change gears real quick and so i want to get a little bit to more in your personal life you know let me just dive into your little okay. personal situation <laughs> um <laughs> so like as you mentioned earlier when you were on the show you were a full lesbian so what are you now yeah. mm-hmm. i am pansexual um after the show it wasn't like after the show because like granted i had a boyfriend before i like a guy took my virginity, like, what, like before I even was, like, considered that I was, like, lesbian or whatever. So I, I've already, like, dated guys or whatever, experienced them. But I went on a streak where from, I think, like, the end of eighth grade to fucking senior year to fucking all the way after that, I was dating nothing but women. I had no boyfriends. I had no interest. I wasn't looking at them. I was, I was just not into it. You know, you got married. Mm-hmm. you know um to, yeah. to a girl and i've met her before mm-hmm. and um yep. she's, she's been in your life for a very long time and very long time very long time she actually was on bad girl club too yep she, well yep. she wasn't on the show but she came she was my best she came as my best friend everybody knows doctor yep she was there as my best friend which she she was she she was my best friend she was um we've been best friends for like Almost like 15, well, like probably 15 years now, but it'll be like 16 soon. But we've been best friends for that long. We decided to get married in December on her birthday. And things didn't go as planned. Um, So we're like going through a little really weird place. And if you've ever dated um, 
somebody that's your friend, it's so different. Like it's it's so different. But we're we're getting through it. Like right now, we're working through like trying to build our friendship back um, because we kind of lost it. Okay, so you're now so you're now in a you're in a better place now. Yeah, we're in a better place now, but we're not together. Okay. But yeah, but we're not together. But we're we are still married because we couldn't. Pretty much, what happened is uh, the rules in Illinois that you at least have to be married for six months. We weren't even married. We were only married less than ninety days before we were able to even make any decisions or anything. So right now we're just, you know, we're trying to build our friendship. That's what's most important because sometimes, you know, things don't work out as well and it's okay. But our friendship means everything to us. Our bond always meant everything to us. So it's, it's more so like trying to get that trust back right. within the friendship because we lost all of that. We lost all of that. We mm. didn't have none of that no more. None of that was a thing. We were, we hate, we, we were, we went through our, we went through the motions and now we're kind of, you know, we, 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 we figured it out, but it's slowly but surely. That's good because I was concerned because you, you, you had a little rant, um, about a month yeah. ago. Um, I hated her a couple of months Yeah. Ago. Yes, you I did, literally child. Hated her. Yes, you did. Yeah. And I was, I was a little, and you know I was what? sad. I, don't I was know. sad. Yeah. You know, a lot of people. I mean, breakups are sad, it's, and, and, and divorces are even probably worse, you know. But I think what the the thing with me is, I'm a very I understand, and I think that that's the difference between me and her. I can understand. I go in things, relationships, friendships, whatever shit, understanding that this may not work. It may work, but it. But you have to always be prepared that if you don't, because if you go into everything thinking that this is going to be perfect, you're going to be disappointed every time. Mm -hmm. And so I taught myself how to like prematurely understand that everything in your life is 50, 50. This may work. This may not work. You may live, you might die. That's just how I think. And it has helped me with a lot of heartbreaks or a lot of things that may have been heartbreaks because I go in it being open to understanding that this may not be a thing. And so I think that that was the biggest um, disagreement with us because I went in it with a more open mind that it may not work. And she went in it with this has to work no matter what. And that's where we disagree. Okay. And that's where we're still disagreeing at. You know, like, let's be honest. We're still disagreeing on that. But, um, you know, it's life. And it's, it, it's still going. We're, we're, we're really, but right now, most importantly, is we're trying to figure it out mm-hmm. as friends. So that we don't hate each other. And so that we don't be where we've been because these last couple of months oh my god i was planning to never speak to her again like it was written in fucking blood i didn't want to speak to her ever again but now you know we're coming around so we'll see <laughs> okay that's good i got one uh one more question for you and um i know 
I, I, what what advice would you give to someone who's really interested in reality TV? Because you know there are a lot of no, there. <laughs> Wait, let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish the question because I know that you know there, there's a lot of shows that are out there like now. Like for me personally, I would love to see you on Love Is Blind. I would love to see you on that damn show. Do you know I applied for Love Is Blind? I hope they fucking call me. I don't know if I can get approved because I'm married, but still, that's true. But <laughs> I would love to. I would like to see you on Love Is Blind or that other one that's on Netflix. Um, the ugh. Circle. Yes, or the Circle. Yes, I like the circle too. I do. I just started watching it recently. So. so, what advice do you give to people who who are interested in you know reality TV shows, you know Big Brother and all that shit? Like, what advice do you give to people going um, that like, want to go into that? Wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly remain yourself. Don't show yourself for it. You know, like just have fun. That's it. Especially if you're in your twenties. This is my. I, I'm going to be 29 this year. Have fun because i had a good time in the moment oh baby i was living it up so that's the best advice have fun don't stress you know go in it with an open mind don't you know but just most importantly is just have fun and and understand what you're signing i didn't know i was i didn't care I was signing my fucking name. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that like they could edit some shit and make it out. Like with reality TV, what they can do because like a lot of people ask, "Is that girl scripted?" No. Certain shows are scripted, but that girl is not one. I'm telling you guys, it's like a fucking science experiment. Those people are geniuses. They knew what to do. They knew when to bring me in. They knew who I would stand up to. They knew who. Who you can't talk too crazy. They knew that Kaylee was soft-spoken. They knew that Kaylee wasn't a fighter. They knew all of this. It was all a science project. They set us. They set our ass up, and we went and we had a fucking ball while doing it. Right. And it's just most importantly is understand what you're signing. Understand that they have the right to everything. They have the right to your personal life story. They have the right to that shit. I didn't find anything that said, don't tell the story about my brother. That was something, like, they want to know. You pour into these people, and you, you know, you get what you signed up for, and that's what we signed up for, and I didn't know that. So now, going into anything new, I'm aware of what is going to happen. They could say, you, I could just be saying on Friday, I hate girls that wear a red shirt. And then they could have just put Winter in the front of the fucking camera and she just so happened to have on a red shirt that day. Right. Or two days later. <laughs> but they're going to combine it to make it seem like I was talking about her and I wasn't. Right. You know, so it, it's crazy. It's crazy. But that's, that's, that's one thing that just know what you're getting yourself into. And understand that your family is not all women. They was following my mom on Instagram. They, they like, they knew where my mom worked because, of course, I said it. But people would see my mom in the airport like, hey, Miss Hope, you know, it's just your family is not all women. It mm. does not matter. None of that matters. So, so mm-hmm. Candy, what, what, what is, what's next for you? I mean, I know Corona just put everything on hold, but, like, what's, what's next for you? My focus 
right now, I can't really say what's next. Okay. Because I kind of, like, I'm the type of person that I'm just flowing and I'm learning as I go. But when I say, like, when you say, like, what's next, it's like what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm really trying to get into fashion right now. Like, I'm really trying to get into this fashion industry right now. I'm, like, a full-time content creator. Um influencers so i literally just go and i travel back and forth to new york took these you know dope ass pictures i style myself and that's really my focus trying to really monetize more off of my influence influence um via instagram and stuff like that so i'm figuring it out and I, like i said i'm going to be 29 years old this year and I, i'm i'm learning as we go don't let the age scare you because turning 30 soon has, is really fucking with my mind. But at the same time, I know 30-year-olds that still don't have to figure it out. That's still trying to find what they want. And actors and singers and rappers. And Taraji T. Henson didn't get her first fucking shit until she was like 30, late 30. Right. So I try not to stress myself about that stuff because that stuff. It, it it pretty much plays a part in not enjoying the moment. Right. And I can't enjoy the moment because I'm so focused on, oh my God, if this isn't done by 30, like if this isn't done, if I don't have this, if I don't have this much money in, the, in my account, it's like I have to stop doing that to myself because it's making me miserable. And so for all the young people out there, don't let age ruin you because it's only gonna, you're only gonna continue to grow. We're only gonna keep growing. So it doesn't, it's just like, just grow with the time. It's okay. Some people get it faster than others and that's okay. Wow. Well, Candy, I appreciate you coming on here. This was dope. It's so good. I'm so excited and I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, oh, another thing guys, like I told myself that I was going to do my own reaction video to the um, Candy's Best BG16 moments. I said I was going to do it because I feel like I owe that to you guys. And I feel like everyone's done one with me. So I think that I'm going to take the time out and not cringe at myself so much. And just do it and fucking just have fun doing it. So stay tuned for, to that. I'm going to do that for you guys sometime. Um, maybe during the quarantine. Well, tell, them, tell everybody how they can find you. You guys can follow my Instagram at Candice underscore Hogan. So that's spelled K-A-N-D-Y-C-E underscore Hogan, H-O-G-A-N. And um, yeah, that's it. And I will talk to you guys. <laughs> yes, this was dope, Candy. Thank you for joining us. And I truly appreciate <laughs> you. This was fun. You gave a lot of great backstory so to BGC that I didn't know. No, like, it's so much great backstory because, honestly, I have not talked about this type of stuff. So, it feels good. Like, it really does. It was fun because this is shit that you're not going to catch nowhere else. They couldn't they, I didn't talk about this on YouTube or nothing. Right. So, this will be, like, my... This is exclusive. You know. Oh, yeah. This was exclusive. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Ooh, I, I feel, I feel honored. Exclusive. I feel honored. Yeah, this is this is a VIP top. Okay, this was this was. <laughs> okay, Candy. Well, I thank you so much, and you guys, and I'm gonna have Candy back on here as a guest because I like I like her. Yes, yes, we have so much fun. Okay, friends. So to thank you, soon. you guys.
To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics, any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode i have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is darrow dares you at gmail.com so i'll spell that for you darrow d-a-r-o-d-a-r-e-s-u darrow dares you at gmail.com send me an email 